Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. An eye on Twitter under Elon Musk's ownership and leadership. That is offensive to me. Government's going to go after someone that wants to have free speech? What do they have to look at Twitter about? Do they want to go more after American public about whether they can have an opinion on something? I think the American public have spoken on this. I think our First Amendment stands up, and I, I think they should stop picking on Elon Musk. You know, Elon Musk has succeeded in many places. I, I bet on him more than government going after you. And I, one thing I would say when we talk about accountability, we'll no longer let government go after people simply because of their political views. That's Kevin McCarthy as he was speaking in front of the White House just earlier. And yes, it's all madness. I'll get more in into it. It's just all such ridiculous madness. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number, 833-468-8669. I would like to share with you the illogic of bigotry. And it's not what you think. It's a story about Lamar Odom, basketball player, former NBA player, who has uh, stated that the mascot for the Phoenix Suns is bigoted. It's it's uh, the the mascot for. Um, the Suns is a gorilla. And Lamar Odom thinks that that is absolutely racist. When asked on this podcast by a guy by the name of Bootleg Kev, what does that mean? You don't like the gorilla? Do you think there's some racial connotation with the Suns gorilla? Lamar Odom says, come on, bro. We live in a strange time where anything you want to be a problem is. And what people do is then try and remove all of these problems so they're never accused of any problems. The problem with that, of course, is that it is a kowtowing to the people who want to play in this space of you always guilty and they can always find something you're connected with, the whole concepts of intersectionality and things like that. There's always a connection to show why you're a bigot. The logic of this idea that the mascot is a gorilla and therefore it is racist because if you were going to be disparaging about somebody who was black, you would make a comparison as history has shown, has been made before. But now you're talking about getting, instead of saying that's a disgusting thing to say about someone, you need to get rid of the mascot, which is, if you play out the illogic to the end, the only logical place you can come to is we need to get rid of all gorillas around the globe. Harambe, it turns out, was only a good start. This is the illogic of bigotry. 
And if you say to me, wait, wait, Lamar Odom is engaged in the bigotry? If you decide that because you look at something and you're like, ooh, they don't know what that is. You're making a claim that somehow you know what somebody else doesn't. Not because you studied it, but because of your existence. It's a mascot. It's a gorilla, something that exists. Now, someone could say, well, they got, they, for example, in the Washington uh, Commanders used to be the Washington Redskins, and people found that offensive. Well, not everybody. And there were plenty of, of Native Americans who didn't feel it offensive. They've probably found it more offensive as they get erased from history, because after all, we can't offend. I assume people wonder what happened to Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben. There's a fantastic, fantastic Saturday Night Live skit about this. It was actually with Alec Baldwin and uh, and Maya Rudolph and, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, Kenan, Kenan Thompson. And the point was, no, 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 you haven't done anything wrong, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. It's that It's how you make us feel. That's why you have to go away. When, in, in, in so much talk about anti-Semitism, and someone sent me a photo of, of uh, Trump, it's an old photo of Trump with Jesse Jackson and, uh, and Don King. Yes, I'm, fu- I'm fully aware of the photo, dude. You're not proving any points, but good on you. When, when, with all this talk about anti-Semitism because of the the, the, the Trump, uh, Kanye, uh, Nick Fuentes dinner, which I've spoken about, I will speak about more about. I will speak about more about. I will speak more about. There you go, Tony. Um, it, it when when I discuss anti-Semitism, I am not always somebody quick to jump to the thing. For example, if I see a swastika on a stop sign, which I've seen before, I don't say, well, there's a rise in anti-Semitism. I certainly do state that there's a rise in moronism. Because the odds are that the person who drew the swastika on the stop sign has no idea what it is that they actually just did. They don't have a clue. It'd be like a 14-year-old doing that. They don't know what they're saying. They saw it, and somebody was shocked by it, and they wanted to be in the shocking business. Or they saw it and didn't know what it was, and they drew it. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily go to, oh, my gosh, they're an anti-Semite. It's a mascot of something that exists Gorillas exist. Is the Minnesota Vikings mascot somehow a symbol of, I don't know, conquering and abuse? We have to change the Vikings mascot? What about the Detroit Lions mascot? I mean, it's clearly a symbol of losing year in and year out and not getting to the playoffs. But but aside from that... It's the madness of the thing. And we can't allow ourselves 
to be wrapped up in the madness of the thing. Lamar Odom saying that the gorilla mascot is racist would lead one to be in a place where you have to get rid of all the gorillas. Because if, that, if the mascot is racist, the, then any time, any mention, anywhere, Gorilla Glue is right out, and the whole thing is gone. It's a far different thing than if somebody were to grossly try to make some kind of comparison, which we've seen people do, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, uh, let me give you a, 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 something else here. A little different, but conceptually the same. CNN... Right around Thanksgiving, puts out a puts out a little news uh, thing from the CNN health reporter. Daylight saving time sheds light on the lack of sleep's disproportionate impact in communities of color. As the United States rolled back the clocks one hour this month to observe the end of daylight saving, many people got a bit more sleep than usual, but some not as much as others. Daylight savings time, and it was rolling back, everybody got an extra hour of sleep, but somehow people who are black didn't get as much sleep as everybody else. Daylight savings time is bigoted. Well, if I were to play this radicalness to the end, the sun should never set. That's how we do away with the bigotry. The sun doesn't set. Everything's perfect. Just put on your dancing shoes, honey. We're going out. When? Tonight. How do we know what tonight is? The sun doesn't set. I'll tell you when tonight is. We still have clocks that work, and we're going to go out and party it up because by not having the sun set, we've ended racism. From Television City in Hollywood. We're going to party it up tonight. Maybe Michael won't be so damn militant. What do you do with this kind of nonsense? This is exactly, these two stories uh, play out in exactly the same way. You decide something is without anything connected to reality. And somehow because you decided it, it must be. Allow me to put forth to you a thesis that I've been working on for well over a year. And I didn't know that I was working on it when it happened. I, it was the first time that I, in, in my aware adult's life, that I actually had a Malcolm uh, a Gladwell Blink kind of moment. The concept behind Blink, and you should read the book, basic premise, is that sometimes you know something is wrong the second you see it or the second you hear it, but you don't know what it is that's wrong. You don't know what it is, but you know something's off, something's odd, something's peculiar. It's like when someone sees a, a piece of art and they're like, I don't know what the issue is here, but there, there, there's an issue here. And I was at an event where I, 
I was at, at a table and we were having dinner and there were other tables having dinner. And it was a black woman speaking to a white man and I was to the side of the table. And she was explaining to him the bigotry that exists and how she could help people understand it. Something in the conversation wasn't right. This conversation went on for an hour and I did not interject. Me. I didn't interject. I was dumbfounded by this conversation. I took in every single word. And the next day, I moved on, but the back of my head, there was this conversation. And for about six months, there was this conversation in the back of my head until I one day said, wait a second, how does she know? It was the first time I had noticed that people believe, based on the color of their skin, that they have an expertise in a subject, racism. Like I had always come across Jews, me being Jewish, who thought they had an expertise in anti-Semitism. But I had grown up around that. It had never really registered. Even though I knew and I had stated before that just because you see a swastika doesn't mean you're seeing a rise in anti-Semitism. You could be seeing a rise in damn fools. She's saying I could teach them this and they don't understand this and they don't understand that. And no one had asked the question at the table, and I certainly didn't. So what are your qualifications? I'm Jewish. I am not qualified as an expert in anti-Semitism. I would assume that would take some study. This woman was not an expert in racism. Wasn't her field. No expertise. Lamar Odom thinking that the gorilla um, mascot is racist, Take, gets credibility because we say Lamar Odom is a black man and he's offended by the thing. But we don't ever ask the question, wait a second, what expertise does he bring to the table? When someone screams anti-Semitism, wait a second, what is it that we're looking at here? Now, there are some things that we can look at, as I've described with Representative uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib or Representative Ilhan Omar or, or, or Louis Farrakhan. I can bring all the receipts. And I don't think uh, I can be really challenged on these things. But saying something is because, well, you know, I, I, I'm Jewish, so therefore, no, 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 no. Well, I say it's bigger because I'm black, so, you know. No, 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 no. That's so. That's deciding that somebody has a secret knowledge because of the color of their skin. They know more than others because of the color of their skin or because of their religion. Dear Lord, that's a KKK conversation, people. And the minute you say that out loud, you watch people fall in on themselves lose themselves they will dismiss you and they will laugh at you but deep down the logic is sound as opposed to the illogic of this conversation about the phoenix suns the nba basketball team's mascot i have been working this in my head for well over a year how does this play and how does this apply asking the question well, what makes you an expert? 
Experiences. Oh, 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 oh. People have had experiences. But experience does not necessarily create expertise. And experience does not necessarily denote fact. I say let the mascot of the Phoenix Suns stay. It doesn't stays. It doesn't stay. Whatever. Um, but, oh, yeah, daylight savings times disproportionately impacting communities of color. If you got rid of daylight savings, most people would, would cheer. So um, enjoy the madness, people. I'm Tony Katz. Congressional correspondent Chad Pergram for Fox News reporting on the possibility of a rail strike where Biden is now looking at Congress saying we need to pass some legislation to stop this from happening. I'm not so sure how the unions are going to respond to this. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Half the unions are saying no to this agreement. And now you want the president to engage Congress to pass legislation to force them to take it? No wonder they waited until after the election. Pergram tweeting out about the possible rail strike, according to Senator Schumer, McConnell and I agreed we tried to pass it in the Senate as quickly as possible. Even though the actual shutdown is the 8th, you need to act a few days before that because a lot of suppliers stop sending their stuff on the train. So that happens to be very true. If they feel that the 8th, that's when the rail uh, is going to go on strike, they're not going to have their products sitting there and possibly going bad, getting stolen, etc. They stop sending things on the 3rd. Using that as an example, Schumer states, for instance, chlorine needed to preserve water supplies in many towns and cities would not go on those trains. So that's number one. Number two, we had a good discussion about funding the government. We all agreed that an omnibus would be better than a continuing resolution. Uh, but we laid out our criteria for the bill. Obviously, they're very different, but we've agreed to sit down as early as tomorrow before appropriations in the in the foreign leaders to try uh Uh, and resolve the issue and avoid any government shutdown. And when asked if he has the votes to avert the rail strike, we're working on that. Which means he doesn't. Start paying attention to the rail strike. And ask yourself, start doing the search, what's going by rail? What does it mean I won't have access to? I will try and have a whole bunch of data on that for you tomorrow meanwhile i really need to start flying private and uh, i've got the story to tell you why control your children on a plane people i've got rules this is tony katz today so let me step out of all the political insanity for just a minute let me step out of all the twitter insanity for just a minute all of it all of it and get to the most insane subject i could possibly possibly find tony katz Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Local.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. This story, I mean, I, I, I guess you could argue this qualifies. I, I, I'll, I'll do it. All right, if it qualifies, uh, let, let's do it. Your car's seatbelt. Safety miracle? or decapitation nightmare. What is the connection between rain and farming? The answer may surprise you. Heroin, sex, machine guns, flamethrowers, murder. 
There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. It's time for the worst headline of the day. Parents let kid jump all over plane tray table for entire eight-hour flight. There's, there is a reason to throw people off planes while the plane is in the air. And there's photos, and I've seen some of the video. The kid is barefoot, standing on the tray table, hands on the seat, looking forward. There is a a person sitting in that seat, right? So the, the back of the seat, this is where the kid is. And the kid is jumping up and down on the tray table, rocking this guy's seat back and forth. Now, the video that I saw was only a short clip and shows this guy who he's not, it's like he's not even bothered, which is kind of stunning. So I don't know if he was the parent who was sitting in front or like one of the parents, like maybe they were all uh, sitting together. Um, I'm not 100% sure. But who the hell lets their kid do this? And why would anybody think it's okay to have happen? Your kid does not belong on a tray table. If your kid gets on a tray table, you take the kid down and say, no, 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 we don't stand on a tray table. If you let your kid play on a tray table and the tray table breaks and the kid gets hurt, the airline should be allowed to sue you for breaking their tray table and now having everybody on the plane worry about what happened to the kid and all oh, the crying of the kid. Can you imagine the tray table breaks, the crying of the kid Everybody on the plane should be able to sue and get financial compensation from those parents for allowing that to happen so they now have to endure the screaming and wailing of the kid they weren't willing to actually take control of to begin with. You got to take control of your kids. If you're not willing to take control of your kids, well, uh, don't, don't, don't have them. And don't be surprised if somebody else offers it up. Hey, your kid can't dance on my seat. What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? Let's find out. Kid can't dance on the back of a seat. What kind of, how is this even a conversation? This is part of the problem in society. I agree that your kids are yours. I have always said this. I believe this yesterday. I believe it today. I'll believe it tomorrow. But when you break the social contract, By allowing your kid to act like a complete and total jerk face, you should expect the social contract to be broken on you and someone's going to treat you very, very poorly. And rightfully so because you deserve to be treated poorly. And they're going to have words for your kids too. You're shocked by this? You shouldn't be shocked by this. But maybe I got to take it a step further. This is all the fault, well, don't get me wrong, it's the fault of the parents. This is all the fault of the airline that would allow such a thing to happen. Get your kid off the tray table. And then if you have to, move the kid off the tray table. No, no, no. The parent will take the kid, and then you lock up the tray table. Kid dancing on tray table 
isn't allowed. And I would expect that the flight attendants handle this for the uh, passengers so the passengers don't have to get into confrontation with other passengers. And when the flight lands, find out who they are. You don't get to fly this airline anymore. Get out. Goodbye. Sue, we don't give a damn. We don't care. Just got to have rules. You got to have rules. Got to have standards. People have to act normal. Now, your kid might cry throughout the whole flight. That much is true. Sometimes that happens. They're kids. Sometimes people walk up and down the plane with their kids, right? Keep their kid a little active moving. I've never actually had a problem with that either. As long as they're not congregating by the door, because that's what freaks me out. When the kid tries to get near the door, that's what freaks me out. I was going to college. I went to Arizona State University. Uh, I went. I didn't graduate. And I'm sitting in one of the, the that, I guess you'd call it the bulkhead. But no, it wasn't in the front. It was like in the middle. It was like, I guess it was an exit uh, row. And my mother was next to me. I was in the middle seat. Was it the front? I, don't, I think it was in the, it was in the middle row. Uh, and and, and uh, this, there's the, the exit door. And this kid... It's running towards the door, running running back. Running towards the door, running back. I'm 17. I'm like, this is just weird. And at one moment, starts putting his hands on the door. We're mid-flight. And I physically move the kid away from the door. Oh, his mother was so angry. When we land, my husband's going to come get you. My mother and I got off the plane and we left. Didn't worry about the guy. And when we left, I saw that she was saying something to the husband. And you know the husband had calculated, you mean my kid was playing with the door? Yeah. Lucky he didn't get punched in the face. You don't play near a door. I don't even know why. First of all, I haven't thought about that story in a long time. These are just the rules. These are just the rules of how to be a normal, normal person. Rules that people like the Clintons don't know. The story came out. And it, it was quick quiet over the Thanksgiving weekend that the New York State Democratic Committee chairman, his name's Jay Jacobs, he has donated more than $800,000 since 2009 to charities aligned with Bill and Hillary Clinton. What? Jake, this guy Jacobs has a, a, a charity called the TLC Starfish Foundation. They state how they partner with charities to provide underserved children the opportunity to participate in a variety of summer camps. And the money went to the Clinton Global Initiative and the William Clinton Foundation, even though uh, neither one of them, neither, neither of those organizations are involved in summer camps. Don't expect... Uh, the kid to know how to be uh, a decent person unless the parent teaches them. And don't ever expect the Clintons to be decent people. 800,000, and this just from one guy, from one group. Why would anyone, why would anyone Give money to the Clinton Foundation when you can just give it directly to some charitable organization. You only give it to the Clintons because you want some level of access. This is the corruption. Every time she walks into a room, that should play. 
everything about her, everything about Bill, and they're still doing it. They're still, after all this time, after all these failures, they're still able to get the money, and they're getting, they're getting Chelsea in on the thing. Everything I've ever heard about Chelsea Clinton is that she's an absolutely lovely person. Everything I've ever heard about Chelsea Clinton is that she's an absolutely lovely, lovely person. But when I see her trying to sell the books with her mother or she's trying to get political or she has something to say about Trump, who cares? Who cares what Chelsea Clinton has to say about Donald Trump? I do not. I I, I barely care at this moment what Donald Trump has to say. Can you imagine how little I care about about what Chelsea Clinton has to say about Donald Trump? By the way, uh, I I should uh, note just for anybody who may have uh, have missed it, uh, you can catch my video over there at Rumble um, about uh, maybe it's my final word on this whole Trump, uh, Elon Musk, not Elon Musk, Trump, Kanye West, Nick Fuentes dinner. This dinner never should have happened and Trump should have left the table. Trump should have left the table. He was just wrong. That's all there is to it. Do I think Trump is an anti-Semite? No, I don't. Do I think Trump has some absolutely crap judgment in his personal life? You better believe I do. There's just, there, there's no explaining it. I'm not going to listen to people say to me, well, this is just a setup. I'm willing to tell you that if you think that Trump having this dinner is the most important story in America and you're not reporting on how Sam Bankman-Fried stole money and engaged in money laundering through Ukraine to make political donations to, to Democrats, and he was the second biggest Democratic donor this election season, while he stole a billion dollars, well, then you're an unserious person. If you think that's the most important subject, Trump having this dinner with, with this anti-Semite, this Holocaust denier, Nick Fuentes, well, then I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. Those people are not uh, smart enough. They're not smart enough to be a part of the program. What Trump did having that dinner is ridiculous. I said so. I meant it. I've moved on from uh, him. I, I think he's hurt himself tremendously going into 2024. You've got Elon Musk saying he would support Ron DeSantis if he ran for president, which is weird because he referred to DeSantis as a centrist, and I just, we have a very different view of what a centrist is. But Trump's hurt himself. And he doesn't even understand that he's hurt himself. And he says, how dare you notice that I've hurt myself? And people are like, oh, Tony, why are you talking about this? You're just feeding into their game. I talk about all the things. I notice that ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, and the rest don't talk about Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. That's why they're terrible. I said this about local media in my beloved Indianapolis. Absolute trash. They're terrible at their jobs. They're not journalists. They read from a teleprompter and they engage in whatever narrative they're told to engage in. They don't actually report stories. They don't report stories. You think Chuck Todd is somebody I have to have respect for? That's not about to be the case. George Stephanopoulos, not about to be the case. I keep up on the Sam Bankman-Fried story. I share that story with you. The fact that everybody wants to talk about, oh, Trump had this meeting. Well, Trump makes a lot of dopey mistakes. And just like we discussed the anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, how Congressman Andre Carson uh, connects with Louis Farrakhan, I'll talk about when Trump has dinner with schmucks. By the way, how has no one memed this yet, dinner with schmucks? Can someone make that for me? 
Could someone help me out there? Can I get Trump, Kanye, Nick Fuentes, and dinner with schmucks? Trump should have just left. And again, who in the world and his team was like, oh yeah, this is fine. This wasn't fine. And then and then Kanye was on with uh, Tim Pool, and he's going on about Jews controlling the media, and Tim Pool's questioning him about it, and, he's, and he leaves. Kanye just left. Jews control the media. Sure, man. Sure, whatever you say. What whatever you say. That 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 must be it. You're getting all this press attention and the Jews control the media. <sighs> there are there are Jews in media, Tony, you can't deny that. Oh, okay. Now what? I don't know what it means that the Jews control media. I don't know what to do with that information. We decide the stories and me, I do. You, you, I do. Me. Me, Aron Yisrael Ben Label. You're saying I control the stories. You think I control a single thing that Joy Reid says? Or that gets said by, by Chris Hayes or anybody at MSNBC? You think I've ever been able to determine what it is Jim Acosta does or does not talk about? You think at any time Charles Blow, the New York Times, is like, hmm, what does Katz think before I write this? What, what does my Hebraic overlord Tony have to say about these things? So I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. But if you want to go down this road, I'm more than happy to take it down the road. But I guarantee it gets super ugly when we get to the end and other people are going to look like damn fools. Will I deny that there are Jews in media or in entertainment? Of course not. Of course not. That would be a, a weird thing to do. And I don't do weird things. I don't. I don't even know how I got into the story uh, uh, about about Trump. I don't. I don't know what it was that made me even think uh, uh, about Trump. And and this. I think it was just because people are are very focused on it, and all the late night hosts are talking about it, but they won't talk about the other stuff, which makes them exactly what they are, which is trash. Sam Bankman Freed stole people's money, gave to the Democrat Party while he was filtering money through Ukraine. And you don't talk about that? The late night show, oh, that's not funny. Oh, but let's talk one more thing about Trump. I didn't say you couldn't talk about Trump. I'm saying if you're not talking about all of it, you're not serious people, which is why we need more late night TV. We need more all of it. And just remember, Stephen Colbert and, 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 and Jimmy Kimmel, these are garbage people. They're bad people. That's, that's worth noting here. This is Tony Katz today. I know I was talking about Twitter earlier, but I forgot to mention that Twitter has stopped enforcing its COVID-19 misinformation policy. No? Yeah, no? Yes. Misinformation policy? You mean people having a different opinion, a different thought, asking a question? People noticed that uh, they've updated its transparency site to reveal that it stopped enforcing the COVID misinformation policy on November 23rd. This according to the people at Engadget. Well, part of this was, of course, keeping people from speaking freely. This policy said, hey, you're a medical doctor, but you have a different opinion than Fauci or the CDC. Therefore, you're not allowed to speak. These are all good, smart, worthy moves. Well, Tony, you're just saying you support misinformation. No, 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 I'm not. I'm saying that if a doctor says I disagree and here's why, they're allowed to say so. 
and only really weird authoritarian freaks think otherwise. Think they know more than doctors, right? Isn't that what they always say? That's just using it against them. That's it. That's it. Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. There is so much more to get to. I've got it all coming up. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today.